One, two, yep. Picking everything up. Why is that? Two, two, one, one, two, two. Gained up, two, two, one, two.
Good morning. Good morning again. This is the Lord's day. He has made. He has made it, and we know that everything God made is good. He looked at it after he made his day, and he said, it is good. Now, since it is good, and since he's good to us, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us show the gladness. Let us give God. Let us give God the recognition that he deserves everything. I didn't say some things. I mean everything. Everything that has breath ought to show some love toward God. No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, God brought us. He brought us from wherever we were to this day. And just to show God that we are glad in it, let's give him one more hand clap. One time for the Father. Hand clap one time for the Son. Hand clap one time for that of the Holy Ghost. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, Lord, we come to you on this day. First of all, we want to thank you. Thank you, dear Lord, for bringing us thus far. And then, dear Lord, not only did you bring us, but in the fullness of time, you sent your only begotten Son into this world that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. So, Lord, at this time, we give you the praise. We give you the honor from which you so richly deserve. And for those of you that are at home watching us, we ask also that you join in with us in celebrating another day, another chance to become closer to God. These now, these precious prayers that we pray, we pray them in the name of the Father. We pray them in the name of the Son. And we pray them in the name of the Holy Ghost. Now let every one of us say, Amen. Amen. amen and Amen.
scripture is coming from Revelations 22, verses 16 and 17. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come and let him and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Let us pray. Precious Lord, we come to you this morning asking for peace. Lord, we're asking for peace of mind, body, and soul. Lord, as we look out over the country, as we look out over the world. We are, we are not at rest. The world is not at rest. Lord, we need peace. Lord, we know you can provide peace. Lord, please give peace to those overseas. Lord, give peace to those in this country. Those that are at odds. Bring them peace, Lord. Bring us all peace, Lord. Lord, as we look out throughout our states, we have our government at odds with our city. Lord, bring us peace. And Lord, bring peace to those mothers and those fathers that have lost young ones. Lord, bring peace to those siblings who's lost their siblings at such a young age. Bring peace, Lord. Bring peace, Lord, to those who we lost to breast cancer. Bring peace, Lord, to all of those who have gone through and come out on the other side of breast cancer. Lord, last but not least, bring peace to those caregivers who are having to care for parents, who are having to care for siblings, who are having to care for spouses. Lord, as you instructed us in, in your word, peace be still. Amen. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Oh, that was weak, y'all. Good morning, Kate Chapel. Thank you, Jesus, for another Sunday, and uh, we have a few announcements for you. Uh, first of all, let me uh, start with our adornment. Isn't that beautiful? But it's nothing like what you see up here, is it? Give our choir a hand as they also show support for breast cancer awareness. We know this month has been set aside nationally to not only just recognize and talk about breast cancer, but it's also a charge to us to get involved. You can still go online and make a donation, and then you can take the action of seeing about somebody in your community that you know has overcome or still is in treatment. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, 
There's another urgent action. Uh, what is, yeah, what's my title? Social responsibility. It is incredible. In Sunday school this morning, our lesson was about us all being one in the sight of God. There's no Jews, no Gentiles, no black, no white. And there shouldn't be no rich and no poor. And they're with or without health care. All right, y'all should have clapped on that one. Medicare has to be recertified. Now, if you have not called, go online to the www.medicare.mississippi.gov. Stay covered. We need you to do that immediately. All right, how many days before election? Election is on November 7th. Now, I know that you all hear this from me every time we have an election cycle and you hear from Reverend Buckley, but let me tell you about this ballot. If you have not seen this ballot, Reverend Don said he and I already went to vote, and it is six pages long, okay? Now, I don't want you to start at page one and stop. You have got to go all the way through this ballot and select your choices, amen? Okay, promise me that. Now, we have ballots. We're passing them out. If you need one, now, this doesn't designate who to vote for. This has everybody in every precinct, in every position for the, the uh, Hines County. So you will have all information about all the candidates. And if you haven't met somebody, go online and look up their information. We are a educated community. And we are going to the polls equipped to make our choice. Amen? Amen. Um, today, at 3 o'clock, we will be graced again with the Jackson Symphony Orchestra. Thank you, choir. I appreciate that. Do you all know what a blessing that is to have that kind of unity in our community? I want to see this congregation full just like it is now. Call your friends, call, bring your children that like music. Let them look at what they possibly could go into doing. This is an excellent opportunity. It starts at three o'clock. It is scheduled from three to five. Get here early, claim your seat, and be in the house, amen? Now, the Sunday School Outreach Ministry is preparing boxes for the Walton children and their families. They need your assistance. And you have do, uh, opportunity between October 29th and November 19th to make your contribution. The goal is to prepare at least 25 boxes. So let us show our love. Let us be supportive. And you can go online, or if you like, there are envelopes that the Urshals will give you today. Raise your hand and put on their Sunday school outreach, Thanksgiving. 
and those can be dropped into the basket as you are leaving sanctuary this morning. Now, you know we like to brag on our children. So, let's see. Is the daughter of Erica Johnson here? Gabrielle? Gabrielle, I don't, I don't want you to stand back there. I want you to move forward real quick. Come on down front. Come on down front. Gabrielle is the granddaughter of John and Georgia Johnson. Gabrielle is among those who have excelled in the required English two-state test. There are 300 students in Morrow High School, and not only did she pass the test, but she is the highest scoring student at Mora High School. She had a perfect score. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You may have your seat. Thank you so much for coming down. And we need our photographer to get that picture with the pastor. Amen. Now, is Ms. Car uh, Darla Palmer present, who is running for district attorney? All right, would you please come to this podium? Uh, Ms. Pa Palmer is of age, and she can speak for herself. And don't nobody say it, I'll say it. She has two minutes <laughs> to share her platform. Ms. Palmer. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, let me quickly say this uh, in my two minutes. Uh, first of all, I've been wearing pink all month. The one day I decide to match my campaign, everybody else is wearing pink. <laughs> Second thing I'll say quickly, I'm a breast cancer survivor seven years. <laughs> and and I'm here to tell you that you get superpowers after you do and have breast cancer. And you can survive and you can thrive. So I feel blessed to be here this morning. And I, I want to tell you again, my name is Attorney Darla Palmer. And I'm running for Hines County District Attorney because I'm concerned about what's happening in our community. Just like I was concerned when I had different issues to deal with in my life, I look around and I'm concerned about what we're dealing with. Now we say that we know in the Bible it says that we love the Lord our God with all our strength, our heart, our soul, and our mind. And then we love our neighbors as ourselves. But there's a part in the Bible that we don't talk about that much, and that's where it says that God loves us, but he chastises us. And we need a representative who's going to be on the front side of things, who's going to be there so you can see your DA, the bad guy. I'm sorry, I got to be that person. The DA's office is for consequences and to deal with things throughout our community as best and to represent, to remove this chaos that we have going on. So I say to you again, I'm on page two. <laughs> Darla Palmer, and um, I have been practicing over 26 years, and hopefully I look a lot younger than that. And I'm a courtroom lawyer, and I'm ready on day one to take care of this situation throughout the city of Jackson and throughout Hines County. 
So again, I look forward to your support and your prayers. November 7th, page two, Darla Palmer. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And now we will have special emphasis from the pastor. Let the church say amen. amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. Anybody glad to be in the house of prayer one more time? Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. Amen. If you're looking up here and you online are looking and wondering what in the world is going on up here, amen. We, as, as Reverend Harrington said, we are in preparation for this afternoon's service. Uh, Symphony in the community, the Mississippi Symphony Orchestra will be here along with various local artists who are going to have a great time of music, a great time of sharing. And so as has been said, I do want to see all of you here. Uh, it, it, listen, you don't want to invite guests to your house. Amen. And you not be here. Amen. That, that's, that's just not good. Amen. Amen. All right. So I, let, let's be here. Welcome our guests. Make sure they, that, that they know that we're appreciative of them coming and the wonderful investment and the wonderful uh, opportunities that are coming out of this relationship building. We're going to be announcing in, in the, probably the next few weeks uh, some of those things that are going to be happening because of this relationship. And so we're grateful uh, to, to see all that God is doing through this. Amen? Amen. Listen, we want, also want to recognize a new program that is developed, that has been developed, that will be kicking off on November 5th. Uh, through our health ministry, we have the Cade Wellness Program. Uh, if you have a goal in mind for your health, your healthfulness, your healthiness related to body, related to mind, related to spirit, the Cade Wellness Program is for you. I believe we have some members of the Cade Wellness Program here. Members, won't you stand? Where are you? I see one back there. Cade Wellness, Cade Wellness. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless Cade Wellness. God bless you. Thank you all. Up here, God bless you, Cade Wellness, all right. Got all this pink, y'all got some pretty shirts, amen. Cade Wellness, amen, God bless you. So listen, whatever your goals are, whatever your goals are, if they're uh, goals related to weight loss, goals related to uh, getting your numbers down, your high blood pressure numbers, or your cholesterol numbers, or, or your a A1C, is that right, A1C numbers, we have people who are re ready and willing to help you reach those goals. Everybody does not have the same goal. Amen? Everybody, somebody just wants to get more active. And that's a goal. Somebody just want to walk a little bit further than they can walk right now. That's a goal. Amen? And I've already shared with our, our, our instructors, this is a no judgment zone. Come on and talk to me if you can. This is a no judgment zone. Amen? You can come in fit. Amen? You can come in getting fit. Amen. You can come in in whatever shape you're in, and we're going to help you reach your goal. Again, that starts November, November 5th. No, I'm sorry, do I have, what is it? November 6th. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. November 6th, I thought I was going to remember it. My, my, my apologies. November 6th. I'm looking for it, y'all. I'm looking for it. Okay. That's the, it says the fifth on here. I, okay, I got it wrong. It says the fifth on here. November 6th at 5.30 p.m. Amen. November 6th at 5.30 p.m. Thank you for that. God bless you. I apologize. November 6th at 5.30 p.m. right here at Cade Chapel. And we will get you on your road to wellness and fitness. Amen. 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 God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. I want to invite uh, Reverend Dunn to come now and share with us.
in our tithe and offering period. Amen. Amen. Lead us in this moment, Reverend Dunn, as only you can. Good morning, K. Chapel. As I stand here and look out and I see everybody, I see a house full of blessings. All in front of me, all behind me, everywhere I look, I see nothing but blessings. Well, it's ties and offering time. Do we have any cheerful givers in the house this morning? I said, do we have any cheerful givers in the house this morning? Well, this is the time where we all get the opportunity now to bless the Lord through our giving. We do understand that truly, fully worship God does include our offering, which are given primarily for three reasons here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. Now, the first reason why we give is simply because we just want to be obedient to God's word. The second reason why we give to show a sign of thanksgiving for God blessing us and providing all our needs. And the third reason why we give here at K Chapel, simply because we want to see the kingdom of God grow through the missions and ministries that occur here, through our city, our state, our nation, and even around the world through K Chapel. Now, there are multiple ways in which you can give. You can give by use of the traditional envelope system. You can mail that in, or you can drop it off by the office. You also can use the K Chapel app. Those of you with us by way of live stream, you too can bless the Lord through your giving by utilizing the number that's on your screen. Now, to our visitors today, we don't want you to miss your blessings. We just want to remind you that the baskets will be available so you can drop off your offering on the way out the door as you ask it to the sanctuary. So, how much you give and whichever way you decide to give. We do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. God bless you. Bless the Lord, he'll bless you back. Come on, y'all, give him some encouragement now. If God has been better than good to you, you ought to stand on your feet right now. Y'all, <laughs> y'all just don't know. Said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. No matter what I see or how I feel. As long as I'm breathing, oh yes, I'm breathing, I'll bless the Lord. As long as I'm breathing, oh yes, I'm breathing, I'll bless the Lord. Father, we exalt your name in this place today. You've been better than good. Choir, can you help me sing? I will. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises. No matter what I see. As long as there's breath in my body. I'll bless the Lord. As long as I'm breathing. 
Y'all help me say, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let's lay down our crowns and lift up his name. Let's do it together. It sounds better for him when we do it together, y'all. Let's do it together. Let's do it together. It's an easy song. Y'all can help me sing it too. I will bless the Lord. Real simple. I will bless to sing. Let's go back to that bridge. Oh, magnify. Let us exalt his name together. Let's lay down our crowns. time y'all let's do that one more time oh magnify the lord I don't deserve it. 
We don't deserve it, but he's been better than good anyway. Hey, I should have been dead. I should have been dead. But you've been good to me. You've been good to me. Hey, I should have lost my mind. Should have lost my mind. Oh, oh, oh. You've been good to me. Hey, let's go back to you've been better than good. Hey, no horses. You've been better than good. You've been better than good. Said you've been better than good.
say so. Amen. If he's been better than good, come on and give him a great big praise. If he's been better than good, give him a great big praise. Oh, he's been better than that, better than good. A great big praise. A great God deserves a great praise. Now, if he was mediocre, that's all right, but if he's done great things in your life, he's been better than good. I agree with you, Carol. Should have lost my mind a long time ago. But he's been better than good. Brought us through three years of a pandemic. Better than good. Got COVID, but still here. Better than good. Let me not start, because I might not stop if I start. I, I might not stop. I might not stop if I start. Don't y'all push me. Don't push me now. Don't push me. Don't push me, because it don't take much when I think of his goodness. It don't take much. He's been better than good. I can't keep my seat. He's been better than good. He's been better than good. Better than good. presence of the Lord is in this house. The presence of the Lord. I see you, sweetheart. The presence of the Lord is in this house. Amen. 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 Let me, let me share with you how good God has been not only in your lives, but in the lives of some young parents. 
We come this morning to dedicate not one child, but two children. My God. They're twins. Come on, somebody. We, we've come to dedicate this morning two children, two beautiful babies, Jameer and J Jesse Levine, and they are the children of Christopher and Rosalind Levine, and so I'm going to ask them to come now as we dedicate these beautiful children unto the Lord. Amen. amen. Every child is important, but when you get twins, amen, you get a double portion blessing. Amen. Amen. Look at there. Look at there. Look at there. Look at that. Hallelujah. Come on. Grandparents, yeah, bring the grandparents up. Amen. And all who want to share in this, y'all just, whoever want to be up here, y'all come on. Well, all 45 of y'all came. <laughs> Amen. Just bring, y'all come on. Gather around. Gather around. Gather around. Amen. Gather around. Gather around. There's a testimony here. There's a testimony here, I know. We, we, we shared some time ago about the blessing of motherhood, but also the challenges that black mothers have in giving birth. We shared with you the, the rates of black mothers and, and sometimes how healthcare is not given to those who need it most. Can we celebrate today that children and mama, y'all not hearing me, children and mama are okay? After bringing two children, two beautiful children into the world, so we do, we do celebrate this. This dedication, I say it all the time, the dedications are as much for families as they are for the children themselves. Uh, we believe that it's important that families, father and mother, come together and do all that they can to bring the, your children up in the admonition of the Lord until such time that they can declare for themselves that Jesus is Lord. And so this is really declaring that you have a job to do, you have a job to do, so that when the time comes, they will say, yes, Lord. Amen. You have a great support system around you who is gathered here, who I'm sure celebrate this day with you and celebrate and will join in and be a village and be a family and be a network of support. Let me go through this moment with you and I'll, I'll, I'll read some statements. And if you agree with those statements uh, as parents, I ask that you simply respond by saying we do. Okay? All right. God bless you. Christopher and Rosalind, do you now dedicate your children to the Lord who gave them to you all, surrendering all worldly claims upon their lives in the hope that they will belong wholly to God? We do. Do you pledge that as parents, that with God's help, you will bring your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, making every reasonable effort with patience and with love to build the word of God, the character of Christ, and the joy of the Lord into their lives? And do you promise, also as an extended family now, God helping you all to make it your regular prayer that God's grace would be upon these children 
that they will come to trust in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of their sins and for the fulfillment of his promises to them, even eternal life. And in this faith, follow Jesus as Lord and obey his teachings, family. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we bless you and we thank you now. We thank you for this husband, this wife, this father, this mother, and these children that you have given to them. Every good and perfect gift, it comes from you. And we thank you for these two gifts. God, now, we dedicate them to you. Fearfully and wonderfully made are they both. And God, we bless you for every promise that you have bestowed upon them even now. We pray, oh God, that it would be fulfilled and every purpose that you have declared would be established in their lives, that they would go on to do great things for your glory. Bless this father, bless this mother, bless this family now by the presence and power of your Holy Spirit. Let it be done in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let the church say amen. church say amen. amen. Good morning, K Chapel. A minute ago you heard that young man say you don't know his story. But you know something? Our stories need to be told. There's someone here today that may need to hear that story. You may not think it's, to you it may not mean a lot. But to that person, it could mean everything. Now I'm going to stop before I start crying. Because y'all know part of my story. The Bible says in 1 Peter, 5th chapter, verse 10, it says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. We ask that you continue to pray for all of our bereaved families, the right the Brown McClinsky family. Sister Glenda Wright lost her sister, Miss Katie Grant of Chicago, Illinois. The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time and will be shared with you as they are made known to us. Sister Brenda Brown 
Brother Robert Brown Jr. and Brother Willie McCliskey lost their father, Mr. Robert Brown Sr. The funeral for Mr. Brown Sr. will be held on Saturday, November 4th at 11 o'clock a.m. here at Cade Chapel. We have in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Sister Deborah Franklin, Brother Al Levy, and Brother Glenn Barnes. We have recovering at home, Sister Dorothy Jones, Miss Rosemary Stuckey, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Mr. Melvin Scott, Brother John Sanders, Brother Kavara Collins, and Brother Aaron Thompson, Jr. And I did have on the list, but he's here this morning, Brother Herman Porter. Just raise your hand and let them see you. Amen. Amen. And those that are related to church members that are asking for prayer is Miss Adrian Jeter, Miss Vivencia Clark, Miss Mackenzie Emil Nathan, Mr. Leonis Barner, Mr. Keith Fogger, Miss Dolores Phillips, Mr. Charlie Phillips. Mr. Larry Milton, and Ms. Demetrius Wallace. And as I always say, as you travel during the week, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. And we have a card that says, thank you for all your prayers, presents, calls, texts, and gifts of love after the passing of my father, Roosevelt Roberts, Jr. Love, Danielle Oliver. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for this day. We give honor to you, O oh Lord, this morning. Because without you, we can do nothing. We come, O oh Lord, just saying thank you for all that you've done. Because, Lord, you really didn't have to do it but you did. And Father, we ask, oh Lord, that you would just watch over all of, all of those that are suffering from different kinds of illnesses. We ask, oh Lord, that you would just wrap your love and arms around them. Comfort them, oh Lord, at this time and let them know that you're still God, you're still in control, and that you never left their side. Bless now, Lord. Don't forget those that are on the long-term list, oh Lord. Those that have illnesses that's going to last a while and may not ever change. But Father, out of your love, you're, they're still here. We just want to say thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
stand still and look up. God is going to show up. Oh, because he is standing by. Say that again. Don't, don't be discouraged. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. Know that God is standing by. Know that God is nigh. Just stand still and look up. Stand still and look up. God is going to show up, y'all. Your sorrow. Healing for your 
spirits, there is healing for our bodies, there is healing for our minds, there is healing for our souls. Wherever we need healing, God is able. Let's say that again. Wherever we need healing, God is able. Breast cancer survivors, cancer survivors, show me your hand. Stand up if you don't mind. Cancer survivors, cancer survivors. Look at that. God bless you. If you want evidence of healing, just look around. Just look around. We could do better than that, y'all. There's healing. There's healing. And listen, he's still in the healing business. He's still making a way. God bless you. He's still making a way. He's still healing bodies. For that we give him praise. I want to... Uh, it's been noted that elections on the 7th, I want to encourage all of our, all of our college students, all of our college students, wherever you are, if you're watching me now, amen, if you're on campus and you're in your beds, but you're watching me right now, hey there, I need you all uh, to vote absentee, call the circuit clerk's office, get the ballots to you. Or if you're close enough to come home, come home and vote. Amen? Amen. Amen. Make sure your vote counts. Make sure your voice is heard. Thank God my children are home this weekend. I got home Friday and they were home. Yeah. 
Amen. But I'm, I'm I, hey, Anna, I'm glad to see you, baby. Amen. 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 Where's Jonathan? He's somewhere up there. They, oh, they right next to, amen. Look. Yeah, there they are. God bless you. Yeah, they, they drive themselves home now. Amen. So, amen. Amen. Yeah. I pray different prayers now, Ken. Amen. I pray different kind of prayers now. So glad that they can do that and pray that God will keep them safe. Amen. I, I want to encourage you to join me in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 22, verse 16 and 17. While you're finding that, if you were blessed by this music ministry, why don't you let them know? You were blessed by this choir. Why don't you let them know? Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Revelation 22, 16 and 17. Just want to talk a little bit and teach a little bit this morning. Don't y'all push me to preach. I just want to talk and teach a little bit. Revelation 22, 16 and 17. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root of the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that hears, heareth say, come. And let him that is athirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. For a few minutes today, I want to talk about an open invitation. An open an open invitation. This is the Bible. Most of us have it on our smart devices now, so we don't see these huge books much like we used to see them back in the day. But back in the day, you could go in most Christians' homes and a book like this, somewhere around the coffee table, a book this size, the family Bible, it had the history of the family, who begat whom, and, and the names, and all, everybody's history. The Bible is the holy word of God. It's a big book. Contains 66 books. Uh, in those 66 books are 1,189 chapters. In those 1,189 chapters are 31,103 verses. In those 31,103 verses, there are 807,361 words. It's a big book. And all of these books and all of these chapters, all of these verses and all of these words were written by 40 authors. 40 authors inspired by one God. One spirit that directed the writing of this holy book, 66 books, over a thousand verses, 
all of these words written by 40 people directed by one spirit. But if you were somehow able to condense or reduce the message of this big book down to maybe 10 verses, I am convinced that Revelation 22, 16, and 17 would be among those 10 verses. I'm convinced. For in this text, we hear the heart of God speaking through Jesus, his son, extending an open invitation to the world. In this verse, you hear God speaking through his son, saying to the world, come. It's an open invitation. An invitation to everybody, an invitation to anybody, an invitation to all who read its words and hear its message. And by his spirit, the, the Bible literally ends. This is the last chapter in the Bible. These are the last six verses in the Bible. And by his spirit, he ends this big book with this message, come. That's how he ends it. Extending an invitation to everybody who's read it, everybody who's heard it now to come. And listen to who's invited, whosoever. Now the word whosoever is not an unfamiliar word in the scriptures and I believe that that is intentional because God's love is for everybody. God's forgiveness is for everybody. God's mercy is for everybody. So throughout the Bible, you hear this inclusive nature of God through the word whosoever. I said you hear the inclusive nature of God through this one word whosoever. I'm going to say it again. You hear this inclusive nature of God through this one word whosoever. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Somebody say, whosoever. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Whosoever. Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. Somebody say, whosoever. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Whosoever. God says this invitation is for everybody. And anybody who's willing to accept it. God is a God who offers himself and offers his grace and offers his forgiveness of sin and eternal life to whoever accepts it. And perhaps the real power and the real challenge of this verse is found in verse 17 when John writes, and the spirit and the bride say come. The real power and the real challenge is in that verse right there. That the spirit and the bride say come. 
The Spirit we know is the Holy Spirit of God, but this is the Spirit and the bride. Who is the bride? The bride is the church. So now if you've got the Spirit saying come, you've got to ask yourself the question, what is the church saying? Is the church as willing to say come as is the Spirit? Is the church willing to say whosoever? Y'all not talking to me in here. Does the church really stand by the whosoeverness of God? This inclusive God, this open God, this God who says my gospel and my grace and my mercy and my forgiveness is for everybody. Who soever. And maybe the truth of the matter is the church has been hypocritical. Maybe the church has read whosoever, but we've not meant whosoever. We, the church, sometimes has its picks and its clicks and its choices about who it really wants to join it. Oh, y'all not going to like this this morning. But Revelation, John says in Revelation, the Spirit says come and so does the bride, which challenges the church to really mean what it says. Whosoever, the drunkard, Whosoever, the prostitute, whosoever, the one who was smoking last night, whosoever, the one who shot up in his veins yesterday, who, oh, y'all not talking to me, whosoever, the one who just got out of jail, whosoever, the one that's still in jail, whosoever, the one who's not practicing the lifestyle that you practice, whosoever. Spirit and the bride say come. So while we hear this whosoever from God and this whosoever from Jesus and this whosoever from the Spirit, the question is, what is the bride saying? Does the message of the church align with the message of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Spirit? All should find mercy. In God's house. All should find grace. In God's house. All should find healing. In God's house. All should find another chance. In God's house. All, all should find the possibility of the newness of life. In God's house. To do that, the church 
the church, just as God, just as Jesus, and just as the Spirit must say and must mean, come. Wherever you are, come. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, come. All who need shelter and refuge, come. All who are weary and worn, come. All who are looking for truth, come. All who are seeking God, come. All who desire a new life, come. All who have reached the end of your rope, come. All who have lost hope, come. All who have messed up your lives and messed up the lives of others, you come. All who feel like you have no more options in life, come. Whosoever will, come. Here is the reality. Here is the reality. Are you ready for it? The church is made up of whosoever's. I, I, I know it doesn't look like it because whosoever got a suit on right now. And, and whosoever got a dress on and, and whosoever got matching shoes or boots and, and purses, whosoever is looking good and like they ain't never been through nothing. But hear the story and you'll find out there's a whosoever too. They, 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 they've been a who, who some whosoever's in here. You, you, you've been through some whatsoever's in life and you, you've been through some what things that you're not necessarily proud of and places you've been that... I'm a whosoever. You're a whosoever. We're whosoever's. You are whosoever with a degree. You are whosoever with a title. You are whosoever with a job. You are whosoever with a car. You still a whosoever. Whosoever. And we are also still whosoever's who mess up. Whosoever's who still miss the mark. Whosoever's who still need to ask God, Lord, forgive me again. Because none of us is there yet. None of us. So if, if you've not joined the church yet, if you've not given your life to Christ yet, and you're wondering if you'll fit in, the answer is yes. Because all of us in here is a whosoever. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let him that heareth say, come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. I want to zero in on this portion of scripture, give you three quick points, and I'm gone. Let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Whoever is thirsty, come. Watch this. Whoever is thirsty, I told you I wasn't going to preach. I'm going to just teach a little bit. Whoever is thirsty, come. This is not the first time that the analogy is made between a person who is thirsty and a person who is searching for true, mean, the true meaning of life. 
Jesus takes, remember, an intentional trip to Samaria one day. Goes to a well called Jacob's Well, and there he engages in a conversation with a woman who came there to dip water. Jesus knows, though, that there's a deeper thirst that exists within this woman. There's a deeper need than just the water that she came there for. And so he engages her in a conversation because he knows that the first thing that this woman needs is the need for identity. There's a need for identity. You know the story. Jesus asked the water for a drink of water. The woman responds, I'm a Samaritan. You're a Jew. I'm a woman. You're a man. We're not supposed to have any conversation here. We don't have anything to do with each other. How is it that you asked me for a drink of water? Jesus says to her, if you knew who I was, you would be asking me for some water. He said, and I would give you living water for anyone who drinks from this well, the Jacob's well, will thirst again. But anyone who drinks the water that I give him will never thirst again. For there will be a wellspring of water living on the inside that wells up inside of you. The woman hears Jesus' description of this water and she takes it literally and says to him, give me this water. I'm tired of coming to this well. With these buckets every day, I, I got to go and carry them on my shoulders and then carry them back. Somebody from the country know what I'm talking about. You remember what it was. Thank you, brother. You remember what it was to pump water and get your water and take it back to the house. And some of you had to boil it before you took the bath. And then you, Oh, y'all don't forget. She said, I need this water. Because I'm tired of having to come here day after day, week after week, and get the same old water. Give me some of this water. And recognizing that she missed the point of what he was saying, Jesus says to this woman, call your husband. Call your husband. And which she says, I don't have a husband. Jesus says, that's right. You just told the truth there. You've had five. And the man you're with now doesn't belong to you. Jesus reads her mail. And when Jesus gets in her business like that, she switches subjects. She says, well, now, uh, yeah, but what about worship? Your people say worship in this mountain, and my people say worship in this mountain. Which, which one is true? Jesus says it's not about where you worship. It's about who you worship. It's about how you worship. It's not the location. It's the condition of your heart. They that worship God must worship him how? In and in truth. So right here, Jesus does something that I believe really strikes at the heart of this woman's issue. It is the need for identity. Jesus basically says to her, what you need is for your identity to not be wrapped up in your relationship with others. Because right now, you're basing who you are upon who you're with. And, 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 and you're not okay being alone because you think your worth 
comes from being with. Okay, okay. Now, I, I, I know you're saying, but wait a minute, Reverend. Uh, divorce in that day happened by men. And, and, and women could not get in divorce. You're right. Jesus looks further into her life. And he recognizes that it's not just an economic issue. It's an emotional issue. It's not just about the economics of being a woman. It's also about knowing that you have self-worth. Jesus challenges her and says, listen, you need to discover who you are. Mm. Because you have associated your worth with the wedding ring. You've linked your identity with your image. And every time the relationship falls, then you fall to pieces. Every time your relationship fails, you lose a piece of the self that you created, the self that you manufactured, the self that you pretend to be because you really don't know who you are without the presence of someone else in your life. Who am I talking to tonight? Jesus says, the water that I have, you'll never thirst again trying to figure out your identity. You'll never link your identity with the interest of another individual in you. You'll never confuse your worth with someone else's willingness to take you as their wife. And just as Jesus identifies this woman's need for identity, someone here this morning thirsts for that same gift. Because the truth of the matter is you are actually searching for who you are. Don't raise your hand. Don't even move too much. Because it looks like to everybody else, you already know who you are. And the reality is, is that the person that you present to others is a character that you've created. Shh, don't tell nobody. Shh. And Jesus says, you don't have to keep living like that. You who are thirsting for identity, you who want to know who you really are and what you've been created to do and the space that you've been given to occupy, you don't have to keep living a lie and living in a pretended space. You don't have to adopt a different personality or discover a new pronoun or embrace an altered persona. I will give you your identity that will forever satisfy your thirst for self-awareness and you'll never ask again, who am I? You'll never look in the mirror again and be confused about your value or your self-worth. You'll never let your eternal identity be wrapped up in temporary things or temporary relationships. Jesus says, you, you need to know who you are. And the only way you can know who you are is by knowing who created you. You need to know who you are. And the only way you can know who you are is by accepting the creator and what his definition is for your life. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator who knows you, gave you your name before your parents named you, knew who you were before you came into this world. You have an identity in Jesus Christ. He says, I want to give you your identity. You don't have to go find yourself. 
says, let me show you who you are. You don't have to create some new truth. He says, for I am the way, the truth, and the life. That brings me to point number two. The second need that this woman has is the need for acceptance. Remember I said a woman could not file for divorce in that day. Divorce only happens at the request of the husband, which means that the five husbands that she previously had all decided to leave her. Five men married her and decided to leave her. How must that have felt? She could not have left them no matter how bad they were. But they could leave her. And it would become a matter, watch this, of public record. Left five times. And you know how people talk. Even if she has a name, they don't call her by her name. She becomes the woman who can't keep a husband. Because that's how we do. Think about how she felt being rejected that many times. All of us in here want to feel accepted. All of us in here want circles around us to say we matter. That, that, that we are affirmed and that, and that we have a place and we have a community to, whom, to which we belong. People who love us. We want to feel that acceptance. And it doesn't matter how old you get, nobody wants to be rejected. It's a strong message when internalized that chips away at your confidence and takes away your drive and tames your initiative when you are rejected time and time and time again. And over time, it keeps you from taking the risk that you ought to take for fear of being rejected. But you're in dangerous territory when you need to be accepted and the need to be accepted then drives your behavior. The need to be accepted can cause you to make some unwise decisions. The need to be accepted can cause you to create some unwise relationships and, and start to take on some, some people in your sphere that don't belong there just because you want to feel accepted. Jesus says, no, 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 no. If you want to feel accepted, I've got the place for you. And it's, it's, not in, it's not in these relationships. It's not in that man or that woman or this thing. He said, I've got what you need. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The need to be accepted. The need to be accepted will make you a target, hear me, for abuse. The need to be accepted will make you a dumping ground for other people's disposal. The need to be accepted will make you put up with stuff you shouldn't put up with. Thirdly, and I'm done, here it is. This woman's greatest need, and Jesus saw it, was the need for truth. The need for truth. She says, which mountain do we worship in? Jesus says, it's not about the place. It's about how you worship. It's about who you worship. So if you want to know the truth on that matter, get your heart right. God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. True worship has to do with where your heart is, not where your church is located. 
True worship has to do with what you truly offer to the Lord, offering yourself and offering your life and your everything to God. Paul says it like this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so Jesus brings the truth issue to bear because the reality is that a lot of us, a lot of us, a lot of us are living in fictitious worlds as fictitious characters. And he says it's time for you to be truthful. Some of us have been pretending for years. Pretending to be okay. Pretending to be good with yourself. Pretending to be whole. Pretending to be healed. Pretending to be in a good place with yourself and the creator. Pretending to have found truth when the reality is that you found comfort in false things. You've built your lives on lives that the enemy has told you and created realities on lies that the devil has convinced you to believe as true. I'm through, but my question to you today is this. What lie have you been told about yourself that you have taken to be true? What lie have you been told about yourself that you have taken to be true? What lie has the enemy whispered into your subconsciousness that you can't shake and that you've now decided to shape your life around? What lie has caused you to give up on yourself and on others because you have accepted the kind of you that looks at life through an eye of pessimism, an eye of skepticism, an eye of nihilism where nothing is real and nothing is true and nothing exists except for what we create. I want to speak to you this morning. You don't have to live that life anymore. You don't have to live that way anymore. You don't have to live in that darkness anymore. You don't have to go through life trying to make some new reality that fits for the moment or that works for this season so that you have to watch this keep recreating yourself. Keep making yourself a new version of yourself in order to make it through this season. No. That's tiring work. Jesus says, I know who you are. I created you. And if you want to know who you are, come. Come. And this time, come for real. Come saying, yes, Lord, I, I need that answer. I, I need that truth. I need that realness. I need that reality. I need you. See, when you come like that, you don't have to create truth because he is truth. When you come like that, you don't have to try to find your way because he is the way. When you come like that, you don't have to come trying to figure out life because he is the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me.
don't know who this is for this morning. But I believe somebody's somebody's just tired. Tired of trying to figure this thing out and, and trying to be accepted. Tired of trying to be affirmed. Tired of trying to feel like you're okay when you're really not. There's an open invitation. Jesus says, come. And I got news for you. The bride, this church, Cade Chapel, says, come. Whosoever will, let him come. The door of the church is open. Come to Jesus. The door of the church is open. Come to Jesus. You have an open invitation. Come to Jesus. Just now. Just now. Just now. He's able. He's able. I know he's able. He's able. Just now. 
watching by way of live stream, there's a way for you to connect and a way for you to come. You don't have to be here in this sanctuary to come. You can scan the QR code that's on your screen and connect with us and someone will connect with you and share with you how you can be saved through Jesus Christ and how you can also connect with us here at K Chapel. We invite you to do that. And for those of you who are here, once you leave and go home, the words that have been shared here resonate with you. Good news is you don't have to wait until next Sunday. You, 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 can, you can act whenever the Spirit moves. You ask the Lord to come into your heart, come into your life, to save you, and he'll do it right then. You don't have to wait until next Sunday. You, you, you pray where you are. Lord, I need you. Father, I need to know who I am. I need your acceptance. I need your truth in my life. And I'm a witness. The Lord is able. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you and give you his peace. We shall see you at 3 p.m. today. Amen. We invite each of you to come back and share with us at 3 p.m. And we will see you here in this sanctuary. And now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.